Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today for the meditation of the scriptures, let us open the Bible to Psalm 100. Psalm 100 is a beautiful short psalm that focuses on the steadfast love of the Lord and the natural response that the believer is supposed to have to be thankful in his presence always. The psalm can be divided into three very practical instructions that the psalmist is giving to all the believing community. Number one, in verse 1 and 2 he says, be joyful and worship God. In verse 3 he says, be led by God and be the people of his pasture. And verse 4 says, be thankful before the Lord. The reason why the believer is asked to be joyful, to be led by God and to be thankful is given in verse 5. For the psalmist says, for the Lord is good and his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. We realize that after we go through the various royal psalms that we read in the past few days, we understand about the righteous and just reign of the king that our good God is and the natural and reasonable response of a child of God to such a benevolent king and a beautiful father is the fact that we can come before him, be joyful, choose willingly to be led by him and be thankful for everything that he is in our life. Verses 1 and 2 of the psalm says, Worship the Lord joyfully. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. The people of God are called to be a worshipful community before the Lord. And here the psalm says, make a joyful noise all the earth. Meaning, at one point of time, the glory of God is going to be revealed even to the Gentile nations. And even the people in the Gentile nations are going to worship the Lord as Lord and Savior. They are going to see the beauty and benevolence of the Lord. And they are going to come to him and worship him with gladness. The church of God in this time is given that commission to take the good news of the Lord Jesus to all the world so that this can actually happen and many more people can know the Lord as Lord and Savior. On that day that we read about in Revelation chapter 7, it will be a glorious time when the people of God gather at his throne from people from all nations, different kindreds, different peoples, different tongues. They all gather together and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. The psalmist says, serve the Lord with gladness. He means what we do before the Lord as a worshipful act becomes the service to the Lord. And the natural and the reasonable response of a child of God who has enjoyed the grace of God is that he will be called to serve the Lord in whatever capacity. When we become the living sacrifices through our life, we become the acceptable service before the Lord. When we go forth doing the work of the Lord, we become the acceptable sacrifices of the Lord. In either case, the Lord says, if you are worshipful, you will also serve me with gladness. In verse 3, the psalmist talks about the blessing that we have because we are called to be the sheep of the pasture of the Lord. He says here, it is a blessing to be led by God. He says, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. This verse contains so many beautiful truths. Number one, he says, know that the Lord, he is God. That word know means an experiential knowledge, not a head knowledge, but an actual practical inworking of that knowledge in our hearts and through our lives. Experience that he is the Lord. He is the sovereign God. He is exalted above all other things. Secondly, this verse reminds us that it is he, the Lord, who made us and we are his people. That means God is not just our creator, but here he is revealed to the people of God as their maker. 
In verse 3, the psalmist talks about the highest point of knowledge that any man on earth can come to. And that point is knowing that God is the Lord and he is the Lord. When we come to know God, we come to the highest point of knowledge. And a person who does not know that, but if he knows all the other things about creation, but if he fails to recognize God as the creator and God as the Lord, then he becomes a fool in the eyes of the Lord. He possesses all the knowledge of the creation, but he lacks the one thing that God is looking for, and that is the knowledge of God in his heart. But we, the people of God, are privileged to know him as the Lord. And that is what the psalmist talks about in verse 3. Secondly, he says, it is God who made us. That talks about the fact that more than the creation aspect, there is a formation aspect that we are talking about here. Especially if you see the nation of Israel, all the nations of the earth were created by God. All the peoples of earth were created by God. But more than that, the Lord formed the nation of Israel, meaning he constituted the nation of Israel as his chosen people. He governed their lives. He gave them the laws. He made sure that they were well provided for and well protected. He is the person who led them as though he was leading, uh, as though he was a shepherd that was leading the sheep. In verse 3, right in the middle of that verse, there is this very profound statement, and we are his. Meaning, here the psalmist is acknowledging the ownership of the entire nation of Israel belongs to the Lord. We are 100% his. And we see a parallel that is reflected in the New Testament church as well. For we are the church of God. We belong 100% to God. He has our ownership, not just as the church, but as individuals who are his children. We are 100% belonging to God. When we come to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, the word of God says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? And he continues to say, You are not your own, for you were brought for a price, so glorify God in your body. Paul makes the same reiteration here that the church does not belong to itself, the people of God do not belong to themselves, we are not our own, rather we are completely 100% owned by God. You are bought for a price and that price is the precious blood of Jesus. Once that has been purchased, once we have been purchased by God, we 100% belong to him. There is no co-ownership here. We are 100% the Lord's. He then says, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. This is a beautiful picture that we constantly see throughout the scriptures that Israel was always seen by God as a flock of sheep that he was shepherding and leading. In fact, David also is used, used to the image of the good shepherd of Israel who led the nation of Israel and shepherded them through, the, through his kingship. Even in the New Testament, we see that Jesus is the good shepherd and we are called to be the sheep of his pasture and we are to be led by Jesus. And we read in Romans chapter 8 that as many as are led by the Spirit of God are to be called the sons of God or the children of God. God is our God. He is our creator. He is our redeemer. He purchased us. He is shepherding us and we are submitted to him. And unless we obey the voice of God, unless we follow after our good shepherd, we stray away from the path of God. We go into dangerous grounds. But rather than that, the psalmist is exhorting the people of God to recognize the fact that we are his sheep and stay close to the shepherd. 
In verse 4, the psalmist comes to the realm of the sanctuary of God where he says, exhorts the people of God to enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise and give thanks to him and bless his holy name. The grace of God, the mercy of God, his loving kindness, his faithfulness, all this is overflowing from the throne of God and coming into the lives of every child of his. Every person who has experienced salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ has seen all these good fruits of God in their life. And the natural and reasonable response of such a person is to turn back to the Lord and come to him with thanksgiving and come to him with praise and give thanks to him and bless his holy name. The word of God says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. But once we have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, the reasonable service that we have to offer before the Lord is to come before him with thanksgiving and praise and offer ourselves with great abandon and joy before the Lord and sing praises to him. In this psalm, the psalmist gives us three exhortations. Number one, be joyful. Number two, submit to him and be led by him. Number three, be thankful. The reason why he gives us these three exhortations is given in verse 5 where he says, For the Lord is good and his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. The word good here refers to God's faithfulness and reliability. It is the same as a steady hand that is working on your favor. The steadfast love of the Lord endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Dearly beloved, as children of God, let us thank God that we have been privileged to experience all his goodness. We have been privileged to experience his steadfast love. And therefore, let us reasonably offer ourselves as a willing sacrifice before him. Let us be joyful before him. Let us be led by him. And let us be thankful for the beautiful person that he is in our life. May the Lord continue to bless us and edify us through the meditation of these scriptures.